this episode, we are talking to our policy director, Jim Cathcart, to discuss a policy area which you may not realise could affect your business, and that's music licensing. Welcome, Jim. Thank you for being here today. Pleasure. Can you explain what music licensing is and what music is affected? So this is one of those areas that, that sounds very, very dull um, on the face of it in terms of, yeah, copyrights, music licensing, what's that all about? Um, and the aim of today really is to shed a bit of light on what that actually means for you as a business and what different types of businesses and how different types of businesses are affected by this area. So in your pub, in your club, in your restaurant, you may be playing and most likely are playing some sort of music. So this could be anything from pipes music, background music, special events, live bands, discos, DJ. And this music is copyrighted. So somebody else owns the copyright. So you're saying pubs and you mentioned clubs. Are they the only businesses that should be aware of of this? No, this is any business that uses music uh, for a business capacity. As I said, restaurants, be it casual dining or more traditional, will be using background music a lot of the time. Hotels, and this extends to lobby areas. If you've got televisions in bedrooms, for example, the music that's played out of those televisions is also copyrighted and therefore has to be paid for if you're using it for business use. Now you're mentioning copyright. Who owns the copyright to the music that the hospitality businesses are playing? In the UK, there are two uh, bodies that collect on this copyright or royalties, as as is probably uh, more uh, widely understood as the description of the term. So there's a body that represents the record producers. So these are the people who sort of own the the rights to the music as publishers. So this is your yeah your larger record companies and so on. And there's a second set of rights which belong to those who actually create the music. So this is singers and songwriters. There are two bodies that represent these two groups. One's called PPL, which represents the producers, and one's called PRS for Music, which represents the creators, so your songwriters and like. Both of them have a right to collect royalties where their music is played. So businesses have to pay both of these organisations? Yes, they do. So under uh, UK copyright law and various different precedents and court cases, both can collect for essentially the same music. So for example, if you're playing background music in your pub or restaurant or hotel, both have a claim on that copyright in their capacities as producers of the music and capacities as creators of the music. Let's say I was a business. Would that then mean I get two bills? In the past, this was very much the case that... You would have a separate bill from the copyright producers and a separate bill from the singer-songwriter element. Uh, And this caused a lot of confusion for businesses because people, quite rightly, in some ways, because communication wasn't always the best in the past, that um, people would be worried, well, why am I getting two bills here for essentially the same thing? Which one do I pay? And the answer is both for the reasons we've talked about. But as of last year, they've come together to form a joint invoicing company. So going forward, you'll get one bill that covers all of the different copyright music licensing that you, you need to pay. So does that mean I now have one tariff that would cover all of it? So no, even though you get one bill, your the amount you pay depends on what you're actually playing in the premises. So your background music will be one amount. If you've got a jukebox, that'll be an extra amount. If you've got a television, an extra amount on top of that. A live music DJ event, another amount on top of that for both bodies. So it's a complex system. Part of our discussions with these bodies is about simplifying it going forward. And although you're getting one bill, the amount of that bill will depend on what you're actually using music for within your premises. Could you please explain a bit more what PPL is? So PPL, for example, they're, as I say, they're the body that represents music producers and 
they will collect copyright royalties for their members and then pay their members, be they record company A or B or whoever it might be, an amount of money. PRS for music do exactly the same thing for the music creators, the singer-songwriters. So they'll collect music from all different types of business, not just hospitality, but gyms or workplace radios and so on. All of this they have a claim to under copyright law and then they will pay that down to their respective members, be they the record companies or be they the singer-songwriters. So what exactly is UK Hospitality doing to protect and negotiate on behalf of businesses? So this is uh, something we're we're very much involved in on behalf of our members. As I've mentioned, there are a number of different tariffs and music copyright that apply to different types of hospitality business. Our job is to go in and negotiate, have discussions with uh, both of those bodies to ensure that we get the best deal for our members. A recent example is proposals to potentially increase the disco tariff by a heck of a lot of money and change the structure, we've gone in to push that back and with our members' help, put in a strong response to that recent consultation. So what we try and do is provide one voice for the hospitality industry to negotiate and discuss issues with these two bodies um, to make sure that hospitality isn't disadvantaged. Where does that leave us now? What's the future look like for hospitality businesses and music? In terms of future, I think the big one to look out for is the fact that you're having this one bill payment that's coming in now compared to previous years where you've had two bills. So that's 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 the big change recently that's going to, more businesses are going to see that over the course of the next year. We continue as a representative body to discuss and make both these bodies aware of how the hospitality industry operates, pressures it's under, how it actually uses music, and to make sure where big proposals are being put forward, as we see with the disco tariff, that we're providing a strong trade and legal response back to those potential issues. And if businesses want to get involved, what can they do? So we've got a number of groups that look at this issue. We've got a late night group, for example, that looks at a specific impact of these tariffs on the nightclub sector. But we've got a more general gaming and copyright group that looks at the impact of these tariffs on, on your pubs and your restaurants and your hotels and so on. So there's a number of different groups to make sure we, as a trade body, have got the understanding of how this is impacting members. And we, as a unified force, can push back when proposals are being made that we don't like, but also continue constructive dialogue with both of those bodies to ensure that the hospitality sector is not disadvantaged. Thank you, Jim, for clarifying that and providing a bit more context to this issue. For further information on music licensing or to join one of these groups, as mentioned, you can email us at policy at ukhospitality.org.uk. Thank you.